here we are, here we go. Chasing life, trying to get somewhere, seeing life as a to-do list, checking things off. All of these are like, we could call them like old paradigm ways of creating something. And some of those are still useful tools and we gotta like have a list of things that need to be done maybe. But life is not a to-do list. We're on this planet to have an experience. Okay, amazing. Welcome to another episode of the Real Life But Better Reality Hacking Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Lotus, and one of my favorite humans on the planet, Julian Guterlai. He is a transformational coach and a content creator at a really epic podcast called the Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And it. it is such a pleasure. I've been on his podcast a few times, and now I'm being graced with his presence here. And yeah, I'm super excited and really grateful to be jamming with you. I'm excited as well. This is a great place. We're here in LA and Venice, you know, like good sunshine vibes. I can't wait to talk about whatever we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So the whole premise of this podcast is really extracting the gold that you have in how you've been able to hack reality. You know, it's all about what your practices are and some of your philosophies and your modalities that you utilize for yourself in optimizing your health and your happiness as well as your freedom and then how you transmit that as well to mm. your clients and the people that you work with. So I wanna know, real life but better, reality hacking. What comes to mind when you hear these terms, when you think about this? Real life but better, reality hacking. Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me is to like reframe what hacking reality could mean. And so I think the context under which I understand it is this idea that reality is a certain way you you know you go to school you get a job you have a family etc etc that's reality as it's told to a lot of people it should be or there is this this dream that you can or could achieve but maybe you don't you know and so that's more like the the mediocre wave of life i would say right yeah. and you're saying real life but better for me what comes to mind is just reframing what is it that i truly desire from a place of heart and soul mm. much more than my mind or my conditioning and then how do i achieve that how do i have the energy for that in a way that i'm not faking to make it i'm not pushing myself to like overexert and and get somewhere but i'm actually learning to you know inquire within and create a relationship within like for me life hacking really is when i the first life hack is like switching your perception of life from the life is happening outside of you like here I am with this other beautiful human being sitting here having an interview but really there's an inside relationship about that where I've cultivated you know over 130 podcast episodes I've like created this inquiry in myself and so as a result of that also there are moments like this that are happening mm -hmm. and when I flip my switch to to see life more this way and you know that's a continuous practice I feel like everything became a little bit slower actually like it's, it's accelerated and there's momentum but it feels like life is happening with uh, like a slow motion drumbeat where mm. you know some people say when you meditate a lot you make less mistakes you don't do no mistakes but you make less mistakes and so for me that all is like how I would start to kind of reframe mm. hacking reality I love that because the first thing that you said is really the whole premise is that we've been conditioned and taught and socialized to believe that life is a certain way, right? Modern life, we've really been uh, put through this machine to become employees and to work the nine to five, to think this way that our parents thought, to act the way that society wants to act, to be in the box. 
And Real Life of Better is all about, well, that, that's okay and that's cool and there can be more if your heart desires more, if your soul wants more, and if you really feel called to having something different. And a lot of people, when I start talking to them about this, they're like, well, I don't even know what I want. Like, mm. I, I don't know what my soul wants. I, I, like, they can't even conceptualize that something could be different. And so how do you tune in and hear what your soul is wanting or know what's inside of you? Like, what are some of your ways of going within and introspecting? I love that question. And let me answer that question in short and then also put some context to it. So for me, the way I tune in, um, it's, it's pretty simple. It's breath and meditation. Um, I do a lot of breath work, have been doing this for years and years. I teach it, I share it with people. It's part of what I offer to my clients as well. Um, it just cuts the thinking apparatus like it cuts the the moment of like overthinking trying to interpret trying to make meaning you you breathe in a certain holotropic way or in a certain like kriya kundalini yoga way and on the other side of that there's space right mm. um that's the short answer i would say and my real like teacher in that sense i really this is going to sound funny to some people but i don't care it's really the trees like the moment i'm in the forest there is a different way of listening for me than when I'm, let's say, in a city. In a city, there is, there is just, it's like this human swirl we're in. And if you're going and doing things, you might have enough momentum to meet everyone you need to meet. But if you're in a city, just taking space and looking around, you might start seeing all the things that are quite fucked up, you know, like from homelessness to poverty to how dirty our environments are to how rectangular they are, which is not really biomimicry. And so in the forest, it's quite the opposite where my whole being, my whole energy field, my electromagnetic field, my, my body, my perception starts kind of like breathing with what the environment has to offer, which then brings me back inside. I love that. So I'll start with that second thing that you said about being in nature, connecting to the trees where there's so much oxygenation, there's the color green, you're out, there's maybe some sunshine, you're getting the wind in your face and it's very much connecting you back to the mother that we've really been disconnected from. I feel like a lot of humans forget that we're, we're of the earth hmm. because we, we grow up in these concrete boxes and we're often disconnected. And a lot of people know like, okay, yeah, nature's good for me, but how often are you actually getting out into nature? Like how much are we submerging ourselves into the forests and into the lakes and into the oceans? Right, and then like leaving this guy at home or at least in the car, right? Yeah. And so that's the context I wanted to, to give to that first question already and it, it still fits really well, which is, you know, you're asking about finding this, this more, like if, if someone wants more of their life or wants to live their heart's desire or their dream. And so you listening, you probably know that like some of the dreams we have, they're actually placed into us through the narratives of our society. So they might be dreams, but they're not really your dreams. Like let's say becoming a famous actor in Hollywood, you know, is like possibly something you might think about but possibly it's just something that's really in the collective bubble you know and so your real dreams your real purpose your real i would call it assignment you know is it has a different energetic signature or frequency to it and i feel like you know in like planetary circumstances that that would bring that out from early age we'd have an education system that like interacts with children as like uh, you know, fosters curiosity, guides us through love into finding these gifts and gives us some boundaries so we're not going completely off the charts. But that would be like an ideal scenario maybe. But in the situation our life and our circumstances are right now, I feel like it's our individual job to embrace that transformation, to say yes to that, to say yes to maybe 
the scary experience of the unknown, like not knowing what comes later today, not knowing what comes tomorrow, you know, not knowing even where your next paycheck comes from, just to understand and breathe and be for a while in this space where you're like, so what is it that I'd like this to be? And for some people, it is switching careers, quitting your day job and doing something entirely else. But for a lot of people, actually, um, both friends of mine, myself and clients, I experienced that over and over. It's about the like one or two or three degree attunement. Mm. So instead of like rewiring everything, it's, it's realizing where do I have this in my life already? You know, like I would not recommend to quit your day job just quite yet. You know, it's sometimes it's just showing up with more energy again in the day job so that that can transform into a different day job, you know, but the alignment of like two or three degrees, if you think of it 50 years later, if you hadn't attuned, you'd be at a complete different destination than if you actually say, okay, I'll take this time maybe every day through breath and meditation to attune to this true connection to my assignment. I love that you said that because a lot of people that say that they hate their day jobs, it's mostly for reasons apart from the job itself. It might be because they are not taking care of themselves. They're not sleeping right. They're not eating right. They have no energy. They don't know how to process emotions. They don't know how to have authentic conversations or share what doesn't feel in alignment with them or confront their neighbor about whatever is happening and so there's so much of this like bottling things up and not feeling well already Mm. that when we engage with our environments we're more easily triggered our nervous system is already on fire and we're not able to meet our lives in a way that is conducive to being healthy or happy and i know that one of the things that is really in your practice of mastery is working on your nervous system and toning yourself to be grounded and stable and really buddha zen like Hmm. so what do you what do you do for the people out there she said that about me well you know you know for um, the people that are really like all the time kind of like in this aggressive like super triggered hyper sympathetic nervous system well i'll own it thank you for that first of all but then i would say i'm in a path of mastery in training right as we all are as we all are because there are some days when i'm like oh wow i sure wish i dealt with that better but um Failure or momentary failure or, or, or like fucking up or doing something wrong isn't actually catastrophe. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing to realize is like what you're doing right now is already good enough. Mm-hmm. Like allow yourself to just be okay with what life is like right in this moment um, and with the way you react, etc. And then the nervous system, I mean, you were asking how, how can somebody like, you know, embrace, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more Zen or, or, or this Buddha-like, we call yeah, it. Yeah, like say someone feeling. out there, they just feel like they're constantly mm. frustrated, constantly agitated, like really, you know, that like super fire yang energy yeah. where it's inhibiting them from really being able to live their life. I've definitely dealt with a, a fair share of frustration throughout my life with, you know, this idea of like being too much, having too much energy for others to handle and then being told to be smaller or less in, intense, you know? and. I had to navigate that for years and years to realize, no, I'm actually not too much. I'm just the right amount. It's just that there's a proper timing and alignment with other people. And sometimes people aren't ready to hear you. And when you have so much energy, when you get frustrated, you're actually like shooting yourself in the foot. But if you understand, okay, I have a lot of energy right now and I might maybe would be doing this differently, but the situation doesn't really allow, allow for more understanding or a better connection, then your maturity is really required. And the maturity to say, okay, maybe I can experience my nervous system and that energetic outbreak of like pounding hard and like, I gotta say something, right? And realize, okay, is that gonna actually help me? Can I calm down my breath in real time to 
to just breathe a few times and realize, okay, like, yes, it's important to state your boundaries and it's important to say who you are and what you want. And sometimes words are just inhibitors. They're creating little prisons of what's not possible. And so I think number one shortcut is always the breath. And so for me, how that looks in real, like literally real life situations, you know, it, I mean, I don't place my hand on the belly necessarily in a real life situation all the time, but I would place my hand on my belly or at least like my awareness on it. And I would just take the biggest, well, first a breath out, right? The clear, so like bringing the diaphragm all the way in towards so that your belly button hits your spine basically. And then I, you know, on that empty diaphragm, I breathe in as deeply as I can into my belly. And then into my chest. So I'm already slowing down time in this moment because my breath is like, you know, 15 seconds long instead of five seconds long. And usually what happens, it's an instant energetic shift in the space you're in. You're bubbling up nervous system that might want to shout or react or say something, realizes, okay, that's going on. But really, what if you were able, like talking about it from a tantric perspective, tantrically able to use that energy to 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 retain it in your system so you keep breathing you connect your tongue to the roof of your mouth and you're just realizing oh wow i have a lot of energy in me right now it needs to transform in some way maybe i can uh sing or 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 yeah you know if you're in the forest or the ocean yell at the ocean or if you are with your partner or something have sex and transform it whatever it is you know but but in the moment when you're aware of it you can just get aware of it first because if you just react to life i mean we've all done that it for me, it just never created the outcomes I want. And I'm too curious about expanding my being mm. to, to stay stuck in that, you know? It's conscious, It's continuously wasting energy, just yeah. leaking energy. And what I love about what you said yeah. is really, it's conscious pattern interrupting. It's like, okay, triggered, react, triggered, react. But if you can be triggered and, oh, pattern interrupt, conscious awareness, okay. Slow it down, take a deep breath, ask myself is this effective? Like what is effective for me? How do I navigate this? Is it an outburst? Is it taking and utilizing this energy? Mm. You know, I love that because that's bringing in that awareness and the consciousness and bring us out of just like that ego driven or nervous system driven or trauma driven type of reactionary response. And you know, I would add to that, that having this kind of nervous system driven response or the ego driven or the, the, you know, old triggers driven response again, like, could you just could you let that be okay for the one or two times that it happens so you get to actually watch yourself instead of having an opinion about yourself yeah because it, it's actually a different thing to have an opinion in your mind where like well that didn't work out or like that person was rude you know um, or like oh that person just didn't get me like they're not awake enough or whatever it is whatever the opinion is we, we all label things you know but when you slow down through breath you see the label you see the opinion your mind is placing and you're like oh, okay I'll wait a little bit longer because I know after I have an opinion, I'm trying to make meaning there's something else mm. on the inside screen, right? And so I don't pretend like I don't have judgmental thoughts. I'm a human. I judge. Judgment can be helpful. If I don't judge, if I want to eat avocado toast or eggs, I won't make a decision, right? That's, that's a minor judgment. But the judgment is a normal process. It's just when we expand our awareness of our internal screen, I would call it, we... We can see the judgment and the judgment can pass. We take another breath and we realize, oh, there's actually nothing to say right now. Mm. I don't have to rebuttal. Or there is something to say. Let me state my boundary or let me be really clear or let me invite the person to see it differently. 
and we just experienced it earlier with a coworker, right? Like the moment we we want to we want to discuss, let's say, schedules and timings and plans. Often people just see it slightly differently, but sometimes it's like the more words you add to something, the more stuck you get. And so I've been at that place a lot in my life, you know, where I'm like I speak a few different languages. English is my second language. I, I love languages. I love talking. I love listening. But there is this place in conversations where I've noticed, like, oh wow me and my partner or me and my business partner or me and my friends we just trigger each other to keep talking mm. and so taking the wind out of that sail consciously can be a contribution as well and just to be like only because we disagree you're you're not actually infringing my boundary and something awful is going to happen i don't have to like state my boundary right now it's like no i actually am self-secure enough to know that sam's not gonna hurt me and mm -hmm. i trust you and let's just take you in this example yeah. so i don't need to always be on the full edge with people you know i can just realize okay today this is my time to be the the wiser one who takes a deeper breath mm. and quotation marks here for everyone on the wiser one um just listening only. I, I, re I really like what you're saying and that <laughs> taking space creating space especially when there's something reactionary or something that's really intense or what people would qu qualify as maybe like negative like anger resentment mm. or judgment that that has saved my relationship with one of like with my partner you mm -hmm. know being able to know that we used to trigger the fuck out of each other and I mean, you've seen it. I've seen it, <laughs> yeah. You've seen it. I've seen and it live on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know why they would do that, but they did. So, so, uh, so that was something huge, you know, especially yeah. if anyone has like a twin flame relationship or somebody, maybe a parent or a partner that just triggers the shit out of you, but you love them and it's constant triggering. Something that we've incorporated into our relationship is just, okay, when we notice that we're getting in this washing machine spiral or tornado of triggers, just like, oh wait, if one of us can be conscious and just right. say, hey, Let's just take a deep breath or even not even say that and just like stop and like you said just take a deep breath it slows time completely it yeah. pattern interrupts and it reminds me okay he is aware and taking a breath mm -hmm. i can do the same thing we can reset and then in that moment ask like well what's the most effective way to move forward how would i how would, how do i choose what do i choose now right that conscious choice and i feel like this is a huge part about reality hacking is about yeah. consciously being the co-creator of your reality and so when you're consciously co-creating your reality rather than just like reactively living out a reality what are some of the ways that you maybe manifest or consciously create your life or plan or just let things flow through you if you're the conscious co-creator what it, what does that look like for you how do you navigate that such a good question um there's two things that are coming up for me one is in the interpersonal space so in the interpersonal space when i'm let's say with my beloved or with a friend what i believe we all ultimately want is is to recognize that there's only one of us here you know where the infinite truth of love individualizes julian as sam in this moment but with still the infinite truth of love truly and so as that like humor is that conscious co-creation how often can i bring it back to humor and like, I love teasing. I love being witty. I love when people are sharp. I, I just enjoy that because I don't have an insecurity that if you point something out about me that I'll, I'll have to go home and be like, oh, that was hard. It's like, yeah, it might be hard, but you're my friend. So I enjoy that you point things out because if we're easy about that, possibly if we get lucky, we can laugh. Mm -hmm. And you all know laughter is like the best medicine on the planet. It transcends any cultural differences, any language groups, anything. Laughter is just 
like number one co-creation tool, I would say. But I didn't know that Germans laugh. <laughs> well, I don't laugh about that because I am German. Look <laughs> how no, she's laughing. Germans are actually known to go into the basement to laugh. Um, <laughs> just so nobody sees it. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Man, that was a deep one. Um, <laughs> I just had to slide it in there. You said you like being poked at. I, I like poking, so I have to also be okay with people poking, right? So, so that was good. That was good. I agree. I agree. Let me say the second yeah. piece to it. Yeah. So the second piece is on a like visions. How do I co-create or manifest my visions? And so, you know, we talked about this earlier over coffee, you and I. It, I feel like chasing life, trying to get somewhere, seeing life as a to-do list, checking things off all of these are like we could call them like old paradigm ways of creating something and some of those are still useful tools and we gotta like have a list of things that need to be done maybe but life is not a to-do list we're on this planet to have an experience first and foremost right and you know in easier circumstances everyone could be doing that already but we're on that journey of learning how we can have this world as a an open journey for everyone a world that works for everyone and so i feel like when we talk about visions and co-creating them it's a healthy mix of like being off the world you know but but kind of like um there's a quote in the uh, upanishads where i think krishna says to arjuna like like live by the cosmic laws but operate within the human laws Ooh, love that right so that's how i would talk about yeah you're integrating body. the soul but you're actually realizing like you know, if I'm completely like, fuck all, I do whatever I want because I'm like so awake and I see through all the matrix. Sure, maybe. But like if you're driving on the wrong side of the street every day, all the time, that's a useless bias to break because at some point somebody will be like, yo, we got to lock this person up. <laughs> and so that's being off the world, you know, like living within the human laws to realize some of those boundaries we've created even though you might not agree with all of them, they are just helpful to stay within and we can expand them and augment them and change them as we go. But, but we're not here to just resist in my eyes because when we're guided by the, 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 you know, the um, topography of spirit, right? The way spirit arranges things and connects people and like, what were the chances that we're meeting in LA today? Yeah. Like two months ago, I would have been like, what? I'm meeting Sam in LA? That makes no sense to me. Like, she's never there. I'm never there. And, and now we're both here, you know? Yeah. And so that's for me, like, where the topography of spirit continues to weave time mm. and space in a way. And so co-creating that consciously is, is to make space for that understanding. And again, like, comes back to your first question, meditation, breath work, being in, in the forest, for me, allows for another buzzword here to, to like, experience more kairos, right? Like the Greek understanding of time as like chronos being like the earthly measurable time and like to-do lists and uh, 11 a.m sharp and whatever else like we have a meeting at this we started 11 11 here at the mystic manor in yeah. california all meetings start at 11 11 or 12 12 or 3 we pre i pretty much arrived at 11 11 actually <laughs> yeah, you did. yeah that's hilarious yeah um and then the kairos is like you know like being of that timeless essence of that more flowing essence and i would say that's really one of the many balance points I both share with people and like have little modules and coachables around that. But also like that's how I run my own life. It's like mm. life's not a to-do list. So I don't want to just check off my like next podcast episode and oh, I got to get like this recognition and this prize and be on that yeah. show. I mean, I make wish lists and I write to the universe. But ultimately, at some point, I just surrender that, you know, and, mm. and then just live life as it's as it's fun, like following my passions, you know. 
I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And something that, that stimulates within me is I feel like consciously co-creating and manifesting is both the balance of the masculine and the feminine. And so for me, the masculine is very much the doing, the checklist, the goals, the accomplishments, like penetrating reality with my force and all the things that I want to do and accomplish, which I love and there's a point to. And then the feminine is receiving and going with the flow and seeing the divine tapestry that is unfolding or the topography of like, oh, Julian and I are both here in LA and we're linking up and then this thing and then this is gonna go out and someone's gonna see it and reach out and then we're gonna all connect and then they're gonna be our next business partner and da 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 da. Those are things that you can't plan, you can't foresee, you can't deny when they pop up and it feels so right. And so it's really about the balance for me of that flow of like receiving and surrendering and witnessing the unfolding while also showing up in life and doing and mm -hmm. accomplishing and achieving. Because I feel like, you know, we can be Buddhist monks and sit and pray and meditate all day. And I don't know that we're gonna get that much done just through that in the physical world. We'll probably do a lot in the metaphysical world. But again, yeah, in that manifesting and balancing, you know, meditation is very feminine. It's very much receiving, it's opening up and then doing consistent aligned action in your life I feel like that's the very masculine side of manifesting. I like where you went with that. You know, it's it's maybe a good moment to bring that back to reality. Like, so if you've already inquired into yourself deeply, then you might already have an idea of what your assignment is. And so within your assignment on this planet, right? Like the reason why you're alive on planet Earth right now, that's your assignment, right? And within that, there might be some things that you need to do either daily or weekly or regularly, but there is some doing connected to it. And so, especially when it's about what I call planetary purpose or an assignment, you know, it's like you got to still have this feminine, this flowing, this, this listening essence, right? I, I believe like if I were to sum all this up into two short things, it's listening and, and song actually. Mm. So because listening is, is informing us, you know, Charles Eisenstein, for example, um, is quoted to say like, you know, if we were to listen to Mother Earth and we would feel and hear her pain, we would stop doing everything we're doing to her. Yeah. Ooh. And then the, the quote about singing is, is um, one of my friends said this on, on the Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. When more people sing, more people harmonize. Mm. And so that's kind of how, for me, this balance kind of looks. It's about understanding we're a frequency, first and foremost. We're in this body glove or human vessel or this temple, whatever you want to call it. And, that's amazing and it's fun and it's organic and it's real and it's alive but also we're energy and as that energy like how are we listening to the rest of the energy reality to the rest mm. of life how are we Oof. attuning which again song is you know our words are are sharp and they create meaning and they create room for interpretation but a song you know if we're just doing like oh, and you you join me with that you know suddenly we have two waves m merging and there's much less room for separation in that. Mm. It's just a cascading unity that comes through sound. And that's why forever tribes gathered and sang, right? Ceremony of singing and harmonizing and feeling the vibration that's created is, yeah, really beautiful and really important. Mm. I love that. There's, there's listening, hearing, and, and then there's like really answering, right? A lot of us know what we're meant to do. We know that we're healers or we're light workers or we're coaches or we're meant to be on stage or mm. whatever it is. Maybe we're meant to be a mom or a dad and we just know that. 
and but then there's layers of conditioning or socialization or shame or worry or limiting beliefs that are blocking those things and I see that all the time with the people I work with it's like yeah. oh well I know that I'm meant to be a healer but followed by all of the excuses mm. nobody would listen to me I don't have the qualifications I'm not beautiful enough I'm not smart enough I have so much to do I don't have the money to invest in it da 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 and so a lot of us suppress our truth and in my personal experience what I see from that is when we're not living in alignment with our divine assignment or our planetary purpose the body begins to deteriorate mm. because it's here for that and so what I have witnessed is a lot of illness and dis-ease often stems from people living completely out of alignment with what their soul knows they came here to do 100% I think it's Met Khan who says like you're already spirit so you're not really on a spiritual journey you are spirit you, you we're on our body is on a spiritual journey and so if we don't take care of the body in a way that allows maybe you know in my words to see that this is like a rather um, simple animal body you know at the base of it but yet we're in this body to evolve it to attune more to clean it into you know higher states of vibration but also not in a phony kind of out of your head way like it's not about just saying buzzwords and being all pretentious about oh it's so marvelous everything it's like no life is real and sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's hard and sometimes sure. it's easy and sometimes it's amazing and sometimes we celebrate and at the end of the day, you know, gratitude cuts through all of that and connects it again. Woo! I love that you said that. That is one of my non-negotiables. Every single morning, as soon as I become conscious, I allow myself to not just think about the things I'm grateful for, but to fully allow gratitude to mm. wash over me, through me, and to pour out of me. And often, especially recently, I wake up with tears in my eyes, just thinking, Oh my God, I am so grateful. I have so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And the energetic blueprint of gratitude allows you to create and attract and be more grateful and see more things to be grateful for. And when you walk through your life having this mega energy body of gratitude and appreciation, you become completely magnetic. 100%. I love the magnetic gratitude example. Like, Think of it in a metaphor, like if you were to have a drum kit, right? And you sit with your drum kit in the middle of a town square or like in the middle of Venice Beach or like pick a place where there's a bunch of people around and you were to, and the drum kit is you drumming the, the frequency of gratitude. And if you were to drum once an hour, once, bong, 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 like once an hour, you know, no one around you would really take that in. Or get magnetized by it. People would be like, oh, what's that? Oh, okay, cool. Unless it's Julian because of how handsome he is. Oh. And then all the men and women would gather around just to witness and be in the presence. Well, thanks. But also, keeping going <laughs> in the metaphor. Seen? Have you seen? Okay, oh, so that was really good. Sam, that was so nice. But <laughs> in that really metaphor, good. just to keep rolling. <laughs> thank you. It's warming my heart. That's, that's so kind. In that metaphor, if you actually do what Sam does in the morning and you build momentum of gratitude and for 11 minutes or whatever, you're like... Everyone on that square will start feeling that sound, hearing and be like, what's going on over there? Oh, that's a frequency. That's a resonance. You're now starting to actually beat a drum. And even though that might be internal, when you do that on an energetic layer, the moment you go out into society or you call someone, that's felt. That is felt the same way that the sound on the metaphorical drum kit is heard. And so building momentum with gratitude makes for a marvelous moment. Ooh, I love 
love that. Building momentum with gratitude makes for marvelous moments. Oh, alliteration just warms my heart. So thank you. I'm a language nerd. You know. (laughs) As am I. (laughs) Linguistic alchemist. And, you know, something that I've I've witnessed personally is when, when you move forward through your life with gratitude and with this emotional body of thanks and of positivity, again, with the magnetism, most people that I meet, as soon as I hug them and I greet them with a big smile, like, hey, I'm Samantha, it's so nice to meet you. They're like, whoa, what, who are you? Mm-hmm. They're like, I can feel your presence. Like, come here, I wanna be close to you. I wanna get to know you, I wanna play with you. And networking and growing community and being open to new opportunities and possibilities is exponentially, uh, it's just massive because people wanna be around people that feel good. And gratitude and appreciation and being thankful and being positive is like a sun. It radiates warmth. It's my favorite metaphor ever. I I love metaphors, you might have noticed, because I feel like they're they're intellectual reframes to let go of what you thought was true and just see it slightly differently. And the sun is my favorite metaphor. Like, be like the sun. It always shines. Even if it's cloudy, the sun actually shines. And so, obviously, from an environmental point of view, um, humanity, our technology, the way we create energy, on this planet could learn a lot from the sun and i think we're finally making our way there but also as individuals it's like you have a heart and a solar plexus that are kind of like the sun it's beating as long as you're alive and it's sending vibes out into the world i want to say one more thing about gratitude because you know um for everyone who feels amazing often they also feel sometimes not amazing or you know have like an emotional moment that's an up and down that's life right like as long as we're alive we have the heartbeat that goes up and down and that might be like not rock bottom but it might just be emotional and the same goes with gratitude there are moments when we think we're not grateful and shout out to our mutual friend david block david if you're watching that i read your latest post like a few days ago or so and he was he was saying that complaining isn't gratitude and that he caught himself complaining uh, regularly and that was resonating with me because you know, I'm definitely not a complainer, but sometimes I can hear this like it's not enough energy come out where I'm like, oh, careful there, because that's not really the, the energy I who I am. It's it's just something that's been practiced in the past. And so when we look at things that are technically not gratitudes, like David was mentioning, he had to fly 40 hours to get somewhere or like multiple flights and a trip that was 40 hours. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, my back hurts. Oh, fuck, I hated this, you know? And so that's maybe the narrative that's really easily a, a, a available because like, yeah, 40 hours and your back does hurt. But even bringing gratitude to that is like, yeah. I'm going to make, in his case, make music for a whole community in a different place in the world. I'm allowed to go to the Maldives. I got invited. Or in my case, I'm driving an hour through traffic of L- in LA to meet Sam to record this. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate this traffic because the traffic's going to be there if I hate it or I don't hate it. And some of those moments might be triggering, sure. But when I realize, I'm actually grateful for being in that traffic jam right now because it's just what is. Mm. Um, and I get to breathe and listen to a great podcast. Exactly. That was exactly and, it. What am I going to put on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And something that I love, and so one of the practices that I use is neuro-linguistic reprogramming. And essentially, long story short, we, we live and perceive reality through language, through our words. And words are coding. They're constantly coding us. And something that we often say is, I have to do this. Oh, I have to drive across town. I have to take a 40 hour flight. I have to do my work today. If you can consciously choose to reframe that and say, I get to, the energy of, 
Bro, I get to drive to go see Sam. Oh, yeah. I get to fly to the Maldives. I am so fortunate that I get to perform in front of other people and the journey is a part of that. I get to do this work that I feel so called to do. I get to work out today because my body loves it. When you start to reframe, I have to with I get to, the energetic shift in that is so massive and you yeah, will feel massive. a visceral, like actual cellular shift and upgrade. So that's my invitation to all of you. I want you to comment, I accept, if you accept that, okay? I accept. Do you accept that? I accept that. I, I definitely get to do a lot of amazing things and it really ties back in with what we said earlier. Life's not a to-do list. And if you have to do things, you're, you're actually operating from that perspective or that perception that there are to-dos that need to be done in order to get to where you want to get to, like earn the money or meet the person or whatever it is. And again, the to-dos are still there. And the, 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 the one hour through traffic is still there. But I get to do that. So that's actually my life journey. I'm incarnate into this body to do this right now. And so it, it might sound funny to some people, but that doesn't matter because I know it's true. As Sam is saying, the energetic shift and your freedom inside is exponential because of those reframes. It's so true. And I've been stuck in the old program of complaining. Like sometimes I feel like complaining, it's very seductory. It feels mm. so good. It's like you get in this spiral of bitching and complaining and like getting down. And then when other people join in and you can both complain together, it's like, yeah, fuck this. And you spiral together and you like amp up the energy and it feels good. You're bonding together over how shitty it is. And, and a lot of people are stuck in that. And then I, I know I used to really be stuck in that. But consciously making that decision to shift that mm -hmm. yeah. and to not allow yourself to be consumed by that type of energy, it, again, it's a practice, right? And so just bringing in that conscious awareness of when you are falling into the trap of complaining and then asking, ooh, how can I breathe? How can I tune in? And how can I reframe this? And how can I bring gratitude into this? I love it. There's another alliteration there because everything gathers momentum, right? So many moments make massive momentum. Ooh. Many moments mm. of complaining or mm, <laughs> or many moments of gratitude. It's like it's up to us, right? Like, and, and again, we said in the beginning too, like don't like be down on yourself or like hate yourself for, for complaining sometimes. It's, yeah. it's just like when you watch yourself do that, realize you don't have to you get to actually flip that if you want to right and mm. and even the flipping that it's like you know we live in this world where instagram looks glorious and most people share only positive things on their facebook and so forth and i'm partially guilty of that too i she cry does. on social media all the you time know. you will see me like <laughs> because i like keeping it real yeah yeah and that's what i was just about to say is like keeping it real you know i think i do that if you like actually read my posts on instagram you'll you'll understand what i'm going through but it's, it's like keeping it real to this moment where you realize, okay, like it's not at all about being perfect. And of course that's intellectually super clear to everyone, but like I had to check myself about like pseudo perfectionism a few times in my life. I'm like, mm. why am I holding the bar to a degree where I can't achieve it anyway to then be down on myself instead of just showing up in the best I can. And this is my invitation for all of you is like, no matter where you are in your life, if you're living your dream to the fullest and you just want more like ease of mind, or if you are, like in a day job that you don't really like, make the most of every moment you're in right now. So like literally be all in because it changes the way that reality happens. You can be all in in a shitty day job and transform that day job within two to six weeks, either into another job or into suddenly being like the 
most seen and respected person at that shitty day job like whatever it is but if you're all in today and you don't look for reasons that are like oh i mean i wish but it's not really what i need to do and i wish i could do this other thing like that's not being all in that's that's finding excuses not to show up in this real life but better mm. Ooh, isn't he great this is why this is i mean <sighs> blessed you. blessed to know you blessed to be friends uh, with you oh. Thank you, Sam. Love you so much. And if you have had the pleasure of meeting Julian and you haven't checked out his podcast yet, you gotta jump on that. You get to jump on that. If this is your first time being open to the wonder that is this man, uh, he has so much going on. He has a great podcast. He has amazing offerings. He also does transformational coaching. And so definitely connect, at least on social media. And if somebody wants yeah, to connect with me a you, message. Yeah. yeah, where would they connect with you? And what's the best way? There's to so many them? ways. I mean, you can check out my website, greenplanet-blueplanet.com. You can send me a message wherever you're seeing this right now. It's Julian and Guderlime is my last name. Instagram or Facebook but honestly like I like it most when people just are engaging in the content we're already creating and then from there pick up a conversation like shoot me a message or send me a voice message like the more real we can engage in connection I think the better for all of us mm. and like sure everyone has a max of how many messages they can take in but you know ultimately why do I do all the things I do it's for the relationships I'm forming and building mm. and so I invite you to send me a message Mm. Can we close this out with like three beautiful breaths? Let's do it. You want to do a, a three-part breath three times? Yes. So you we'll can all do it with us. As we'll well. breathe in in three parts into our diaphragm, into our lung, into our crown. Expand and then breathe out. Okay. I'll instruct it. Okay. So let's breathe out first. <sighs> Breathing into our belly, into our lungs, into our crown. Hold and breathe out. All the way out. With your mouth or nose? Honestly, it doesn't matter. Okay. I usually breathe in with my nose and then breathe out with my, my mouth. Thank you. Breathing in with your nose into your belly, into your chest, into your crown. One, two, and breathe out. Slowing down the breath. And last one, breathing in, into your chest, into your crown. And breathe out. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Ma, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs>